Welcome to That's Good Sports. Today's winner of nothing is can Gardner Minshew get 10,000 subscribers for his fake me name of Brandon when Tom Brady retires. I will rename this channel to That's Better Sports Perna. Oh, that's just one of those ideas that's true. Sports will be better without Tom. The playoffs already are better without Tom. Today, I'm going to preview the Saturday playoff games, Vikings at 49ers and Titans at Ravens. It's the... You like that? Versus the pile-driving psychopath... Can you smell? What the nuns? Oh, fuck it. The Armadillo versus Action Jackson. Not to shit on the other teams in the playoffs, but these are the only games I'm really interested in this weekend. Saturday is the main stage at Coachella. Sunday is Stagecoach. Any act, any stage, it's just Stagecoach. So let's predict the winners. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Here's a little stat for that ass, and it's that Antonio Brown. Any team who touched him in 2019 was eliminated from the postseason over the course of the final week and wildcard weekend. Raiders, Steelers, Bills, Patriots, and Saints, all gone. Somehow, Antonio Brown (laughs) sees this as a compliment. Like if those teams that he shat on had him on the roster, they would have won. His pompacity will not allow him to even consider that the football gods punished every team that gave him a chance. During the tenth and final plague, God passes through the land of gridiron and strikes from the postseason any team who housed or tried to house Antonio Brown. The smart teams marked their stadiums with L's so God knew not to smite them. As the story goes in Roger Goodell's Bible. All right, enough bullshit. Playoffs. Vikings versus 49ers. Niners are seven-point favorites. Minnesota is the only team that played on Sunday that has to play on Saturday. And after Rex Ryan visited practice this week, Adam Thielen had to get stitches in his ankle, which could affect his play this weekend. Now, Vikings versus 49ers is a game that would not be possible without Mike Shanahan. It's his coaching tree versus his family tree. Gary Kubiak, now the Vikings offensive advisor, learned under Shanahan in Denver. Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, once lived inside of Mike's testicles before outracing millions of other possible shannies to enter the world where Gary Kubiak was more of a father figure to him than Mike ever was. Kirk Cousins, drafted by Mike Shanahan. John Lynch, now the 49ers GM, ended his career in Denver because of Mike Shanahan. God bless Mike Shanahan. And let's just take a minute to think about how much we love Mike Shanahan. Oh, God, Mikey, we miss you. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) That was fun, too, Mike. Too much. Now that Kirk Cousins has gotten the big game monkey off of his back, will he be able to play loose and win this game as well? Now, to answer that question, we must also ask, why are monkeys always jumping on the backs of football players? Not sure, but the 49ers are getting my favorite flavor of Pop-Tart back as strong safety Jaquiski Tart re-enters the lineup. They also get D Ford back into the rotation on the edge, really making the Niners D the full nine. 
and it's as healthy as it's been since about mid-season. Now, I was worried how Minnesota's corners would handle Michael Thomas, but they did a valiant job holding him to just 70 receiving yards on seven receptions. George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, and the up-and-comers Debo Samuel and Kendrick Bourne will be a different beast. Even though Minnesota won, the Cowboys' Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb scorched them for 147 and 106 yards earlier this season. I just think there's going to be a mismatch in the secondary in San Fran's favor. However, as beastly as George Kittle is, Minnesota has not one, but two safeties who can cover him in Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith. I think this could be a big game for Emmanuel Sanders or Debo Samuel, as George Kittle will be the focus of the Vikings' defense. Vikings corner Mackenzie Alexander is officially done for the year with his knee injury that will require surgery, which is why Quan Alexander has been cleared to play at linebacker for San Francisco. There can only be eight Alexanders in the NFL at one time, which is a huge reason Sean Alexander fell off the face of the earth after setting the touchdown record in 05. Now, with the emergence of linebacker Fred Warner, I'm not sure how important Quan's return is, but good depth is always useful in the postseason. Uh, Quan will probably get some rep- reps in place of Dre Greenlaw, which is also the name Dr. Dre will go by when he produces Greta Thunberg's first environmental rap album, Habitat for Insanity. I thought the Saints were going to win last weekend. And it's not because I don't like the Vikings. They have a solid defense, a great rushing attack, and a lethal passing game when the run game is working. Dalvin Cook had 94 rushing yards and a touchdown against the Saints, but he'll need more to beat the 49ers. Of the four teams that gave up the most rushing yards, wildcard weekend, three lost. The only exception being the Texans, and they nearly lost. The Eagles gave up the fewest ground yards and also lost, but they had to insert Josh McCown, and their defense was the only unit to give up more than 300 passing yards. The good news for the Vikings is the Niners have given up 112 rushing yards per game this season. That's how you beat them, Kirk. You hand the ball off a lot. The difference to me, though, in the Saints game was Everson Griffin and Daniil Hunter, making life miserable for Drew Brees. And they did that against pretty damn good tackles in Armstead and Ramcheck. Speaking of Ramcheck, they got a fake Kyle Hughes check. Two guys whose names are impossible to spell. Now, I don't think the 49ers necessarily have better tackles to protect Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think San Francisco will run the ball much more effectively, negating some of the pass rush. The Niners were the second best rushing team in the league this year, averaging 144 yards per game. All Kyle Shanahan really has to do is continue to do what he's done all year. Look like cool motocross dad on the sideline and call lots of touchdowns to Raheem Mostert, who has scored TDs in six straight games. Also have Harvard grad Kyle Juszczyk do his best Taysom Hill impression when given the ball. I do like the matchup a lot for Minnesota, and it's going to be crazy watching Kubiak and Shanahan battle it out. Both teams should know exactly how to stifle the other team's offense. Both teams have a wealth of dangerous skill players, but like last week, I think the pass rush will determine the game, and I think the healthy unit at home with Bosa, their Armstead, and D. Ford get the job done. 49ers win 24-23. Sorry, Minnesotas.
Real quick, don't forget Adam Rank of the NFL Network joined Wilkies and I on our podcast. That's right, a real football guy talked to Will and I. Link in the description to the pods if you want to download those and listen to them like real big boy pods. And it's on the Blue Wire Pods YouTube channel, which I partnered my other channel with. So there's a link in the description if you want to watch it on the tubes. What do you consider to be your biggest mistake of 2019? And why was it picking the Broncos to go 2-14? and 14? You know what? We've got to have a little bit of discussion about that. We've got the Titans versus the Ravens and Baltimore. Surprisingly, a big, biggest of the weekend 10-point favorites. The key matchup is going to be Derrick Henry versus the Ravens' run defense. The first stat I dug up is that the Ravens' run D, um, they won't suck a giant baby Yoda dick like the Patriots per pro football focus and football outsiders. You know it's true if they both agree about Yoda's dick. Now, Brett Coleman posted these numbers about Derrick Henry's stats running outside zone or toss plays, which are very good for Henry. The Ravens, however, appear to be one of the best teams at defending the outside zone or toss because, you know, they have to fucking defend Lamar Jackson every week at practice. What Tennessee did to the Patriots last week was amazing. Oh, God, it was like, it was like the best sex I've ever had, but... Even better. But uh, uh, sorry, I, I got distracted. What the Tennessee Titans did to the Patriots last week is what the Ravens have done to every team they have played this season except the Browns week four. They averaged 206 rushing yards per game. Averaged 206. That's 62 more yards than the second best 49ers. They are literally the most impressive rushing offense I've ever seen. Most teams did not even have a single game where their offense rushed for over 200 yards. Seven teams did it just once, and the Cowboys, Titans, Vikings, 49ers, and Cardinals were able to put up a couple 200-yard games as teams. Now, the Ravens running back, Mark Ingram, he's been sitting out of practice all week nursing a calf injury. Hopefully he finishes all of his duties and his livestock heal quickly so he can make it off the farm for this game. There's a chance he does not play Saturday, though, which would suck. However, the Ravens put up 219 rushing yards against the Steelers with RG3 and Gus Edwards Week 17. That's 110 more yards than the Steelers allowed on average all season. This has a chance to be the fastest game in playoff history if the Titans run the ball as much as they did against the Patriots. Two teams running the shit out of the clock. We know the Ravens are a running football team, and unlike the Patriots, they will almost definitely stick to that plan unless they get down multiple scores, in which case they'll probably still run the football. There's a lot to be confident about in Baltimore, but one thing that's still on everyone's mind is Lamar Jackson's first playoff game last season against the Chargers. If you'll remember, Action Jackson and the rest of that offense looked about as fast as the opposing quarterback in that game. Doing it with so many guys. And the announcers were wondering if we would see Joe Flacco after halftime. Flacco. Now there's no denying Lamar Jackson is a much better player now, and the Ravens are a much better team this year. Jackson's yards per attempt jumped from seven to almost nine. His touchdown percentage is two and a half times higher with 43 total touchdowns this season, and he's averaging an additional two yards per carry. He's just not the same player. Now the question on the other side of this game is Ryan Tannehill. We knew at some point he would have a bad game. But was the Titans' win against the Patriots, Tannehill's bad game, that he was waiting to get out of his system? 
because that would mean the nerds can stop talking about regression to the mean, and we can all sit back while Ryan Tannehill plays like Dan Marino the rest of the playoffs and leads the Titans to the Super Bowl. On the other hand, it's probably best not to find out and just give Derrick Henry another 35 carries. You know, just to be safe. Not that I don't believe in you, Tannehill. If Tennessee were playing any other team, I would pick them. I am forever indebted to you, Titans. And I like your team. I like A.J. Brown a lot, and he was completely absent against the Patriots. He needs to be more involved in this game if you guys want to beat the Ravens. And I knew Tennessee was going to beat the Patriots last week in my heart. I knew it. And while they have a great chance to upset the Ravens, I just can't pick against what I think is hands down the best team in the NFL. When Terrell Davis led the Broncos to their second Super Bowl win, he rushed for over 2,000 yards that season. To me, the Ravens are like that Broncos team, but with a quarterback who can also kill you with the rush. For every 86 passing yards, Lamar Jackson throws a tutty. He led the league with 36 passing touchdowns, so give me Baltimore 33 to 30. And let's not forget, this season, the Titans have had one of the worst kicking situations in NFL history. And now with Greg Joseph, who's been perfect on extra points in the last three games, he's yet to attempt a field goal for the Titans. And I think we all trust Money Clutch, trust Tuck, Money, D Justin Tucker more than really any kicker. And those are your Saturday predictions. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube, share the video, like the video, take the link to the video and put it on Pornhub. Get That's Good Sports on Pornhub. Get That's Good Sports on Pornhub. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. Follow me there. Just do it, come on. Come on, just give me a little follow there, come on. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.